Shadow Summit Paranormal Research Lab. This is Jensen speaking. How may I assist you? Hi, my name is Peter, and I need to talk to someone about a bizarre experience I had recently. Hello, Peter. I'm here to listen. Please go ahead and share the details of your experience. All right. So it all happened while I was on a guided tour in the remote regions of Zambia and Congo. We were deep in the untouched wilderness, completely captivated by the beauty of the surroundings. But then, we started to hear rustling sounds coming from the dense foliage around us. Rustling sounds, you say? Could you describe the sounds in more detail, Peter? Sure. The rustling started off as something that we thought was just normal wildlife, but it kept getting louder and closer with each passing moment, almost as if it was following our every move. I see. And did anything else happen during the rustling? Yes. Something surreal happened. Suddenly, out of nowhere, a shadowy figure emerged from the treetops, casting a chilling presence over all of us. It was like a creature of unimaginable proportions, with a large, bat-like reptile appearance. That sounds incredibly intense, Peter. Can you please describe the creature's physical features as precisely as possible? Absolutely. The creature had a massive wingspan, measuring around seven feet. It flapped its wings, creating a gust of wind that pushed us to the ground. Its beak was menacing, filled with sharp teeth, and its skin was leathery and covered in scales that glistened under the sunlight. Fascinating. I need to gather more information to fully understand the situation. Can you tell me about the sequence of events? What happened next? Well, without any warning, the creature suddenly launched itself into the air, using its powerful wings to soar above us. It was a sight that left us gasping in disbelief. And did the creature's behavior change after it took flight? It did. It swooped down towards our group, seemingly targeting us with alarming accuracy. It actually attacked us, leaving scratches and grazes as if it was defending its territory or exacting revenge for trespassing. That must have been terrifying. Were you able to escape? Yes. We managed to run blindly through the thick vegetation, trying to put as much distance as possible between ourselves and the creature. Eventually, we stumbled upon a nearby village where the locals shared stories of similar encounters. It was a relief to know that we weren't alone in experiencing this. Thank you for sharing all those details, Peter. Now, I'd like to ask for some additional information. Can you tell me the time of day when this occurred, as well as any relevant weather conditions? The incident happened in the morning, around 10 a.m., and the weather was warm and humid with no unusual climate patterns. That's helpful. Is there any family history of paranormal experiences or strange phenomena in your background? Not that I'm aware of. My family is pretty skeptical when it comes to these things, so this event has left me quite astonished. I understand. Have you ever encountered any other odd occurrences or observed anything out of the ordinary before or after this event? No, this experience was completely unprecedented for me. It's definitely one for the books. All right, Peter. I appreciate your honesty. Now, I need to ask if you've come across any other similar experiences during your travels or in other parts of the world. Unfortunately, I haven't encountered anything like this before, but I'm curious to know if there are other people who've shared similar experiences. Well, there have been reports of unearthly creatures throughout history, but to provide some context, I've come across two accounts of similar encounters in the past. One relates to a creature called the Ropen in Papua New Guinea, 
and the other is about a cryptid known as the Mothman in West Virginia. That's interesting. Are there any similarities between those accounts and my experience? Indeed, there are some similarities, such as the large wingspan and the menacing beak. Both creatures are believed to be nocturnal and associated with paranormal phenomena. Wow, I had no idea. This is truly fascinating. So, Jensen, tell us more about this new case and what makes it intriguing. Yes, Jensen, we're all ears. Paint us a picture of this bizarre experience. Well, it all started with an individual named Peter, who was on a guided tour in the remote regions of Zambia and Congo. According to Peter, they were deep in the untouched wilderness, surrounded by stunning landscapes. But things took a sinister turn when they started hearing rustling sounds from the dense foliage around them. Rustling sounds in the wilderness? That could be attributed to normal wildlife activity. Perhaps it was just a heightened sense of awareness that made it seem paranormal to Peter. While I understand your skepticism, Victoria, we should also consider the possibility of a folklore or mythological connection. The wilderness is often a setting rife with local tales and legends that could influence people's perceptions. Therian, you make a good point. In fact, I've encountered a similar case in the past involving the Ropen in Papua New Guinea. Locals there believe in a creature with a large wingspan and reptilian features, which is said to be nocturnal and associated with paranormal phenomena. That's fascinating, Jensen. It seems like there are parallels between the two cases. However, we must also acknowledge the differences in geographical locations and cultural contexts. This might provide key insights into the variations in the creature's behavior and origins. Absolutely, Victoria. In the case of the Ropen, witnesses have reported seeing it at night, while Peter encountered this creature during the morning. That distinction could point towards different species or variations of similar creatures. There's another aspect worth considering here. Peter mentioned that the creature attacked the group, leaving scratches and grazes. This aggression might be indicative of a territorial defense mechanism, or a reaction to perceived threats. Syrian and Victoria, you both bring up valuable theories. The combination of territorial defense and Peter's experience further supports the notion that this creature might exist in a specific habitat with defined boundaries. Agreed, Jensen. And it's worth noting that Peter's encounter wasn't an isolated incident. They stumbled upon a nearby village where the locals shared similar stories. This suggests that the creature's presence is not limited to a single encounter. That's an astute observation, Victoria. To get a better understanding of the creature, we should consider using data collection methodologies that involve speaking to locals, documenting folklore, and conducting wildlife surveys in the area perhaps even setting up camera traps to capture any evidence. Jensen, based on your description and the discussion we've had, I think you should be the one to undertake this investigation. Your methodical approach and technological expertise will be crucial in gathering accurate data. Thank you, Syrian and Victoria, for your confidence in me. I'll prepare myself and head out to the field as soon as possible. It's time to shed light on this mysterious creature and uncover the truth behind Peter's encounter. Day one. Huh. Set up. September 30th. Location, remote regions of Zambia and Congo. Motivation, the opportunity to investigate a mysterious creature in an untouched wilderness. 
expectations, to gather data and evidence, uncover the truth behind Peter's encounter, and shed light on the creature's existence. Specifics. Guided tour in the wilderness. Reports of rustling sounds and aggressive behavior. Set up. What caught my attention? The combination of witness reports, folklore, and the potential existence of a unique creature. Intriguing elements. The rustling sounds from the dense foliage, aggressive encounters with scratches and grazes, and the stories shared by nearby villagers. Importance. Understanding the creature's behavior, origins, and establishing a possible connection to local folklore. The home. Setup. Strategy. Speak to locals, document folklore, conduct wildlife surveys, and set up camera traps to gather evidence. Early impressions. Could be a territorial defense mechanism or a reaction to perceived threats. Hypotheses. The creature may inhabit a specific habitat with defined boundaries. Testing. Gathering data through interviews, surveys, and scientific methods. The four. All right, folks, gather round. I just got back from the field investigation, and boy, do I have some intriguing details for you both. Oh, do tell Jensen, we're all ears. Yes, Jensen, please enlighten us. What did you encounter during your investigation? Well, during my conversation with Peter, he described hearing rustling sounds that got louder and closer, as if something was following them in the dense foliage. And then, a shadowy figure appeared. It had a large, bat-like reptile appearance with a wingspan of around seven feet. A beak with sharp teeth, leathery skin, and scales. Fascinating. This description aligns with various folkloric creatures and mythological beings. We might be onto something here. Hold on, Syrian. Let's not jump to conclusions. It could very well be a case of misidentified wildlife or something more mundane. Oh, Victoria, you always bring us back down to Earth. But consider this, Jensen also mentioned two similar encounters, the Ropen in Papua New Guinea and the Mothman in West Virginia. There could be a connection to these global phenomena. Fair point, Syrian. However, we must consider the differences in geographical locations and cultural contexts. We can't simply generalize them as the same phenomenon. Yeah, I get what you're saying, Victoria. But the most intriguing part is that this creature attacked Peter and his group, leaving scratches and grazes. This indicates territorial defense, or a reaction to threats. Ah, that's a valuable piece of information, Jensen. The creature's aggression sheds light on its behavior and possible motivations. Agreed. If we're going to understand this phenomenon, we need to dig deeper. We should speak to the locals, document the folklore surrounding the area, and even conduct wildlife surveys to get a clearer picture. Absolutely, Victoria. And I think I'm the right person for the job. My methodical approach and technological expertise will come in handy during this investigation. Agreed, Jensen. Your skill set aligns perfectly with this research endeavor. Very well, Jensen. We trust your abilities to collect valuable data and evidence. Do keep us updated throughout your investigation. Will do. I'll document everything meticulously and ensure we have an evidence-based approach. Thank you both for your insights. I'll be in touch soon with any new developments. Excellent, Jensen. Good luck out there. We're counting on you to shed light on this mysterious creature. Stay safe, Jensen. May your investigation bring us closer to understanding the truth behind these encounters.
Since returning from the field investigation, one question has been on my mind. What could explain the presence of this mysterious creature in the remote regions of Zambia and Congo? The witness reports, the aggressive behavior, and the similarity to other global phenomena piqued my curiosity. I knew that to solve this mystery, I needed to connect the dots and consider all possible explanations. By connecting the witness's description, the aggression displayed, and the local folklore surrounding the Chitikuti, I can now confidently declare the case closed. Here are three key reasons why. Witness accounts and folklore. The witness, Peter, described encountering a creature that closely matches the description of the Chitikuti from local folklore. The existence of similar tales among the local tribes further supports the connection between Peter's encounter and the mythical creature. Aggression as territorial defense. The Chitikuti's territorial nature and aggressive behavior align with the witness's experience of being attacked and sustaining scratches and grazes. This indicates that the creature was acting out of a perceived threat to its habitat and displays a behavior consistent with the Chitikuti. Cultural context and geographic relevance. The geographical location, cultural context and similarity to local myths make it highly likely that the creature encountered by Peter is indeed the Chitikuti. The rich history and belief in this mythical creature within the local folklore provide a solid foundation for this conclusion.